You're listening to A Not-So-Private Practice, and we are your hosts, Steph and Laura. Consider this your backstage pass to all the weird and wonderful things that happen behind the curtain of group practice ownership. Today, we're going to be talking about expansion, whether that be growing your current practice or adding a second location. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our journey was a bit interesting. Prior to us starting Shoreline, I had a small single office, single waiting room location in Vancouver that I was working my little sole proprietorship out of there one day a week while I was working at this other group practice and early on in our days of Shoreline. And once we kind of launched and we were up and running, I sort of like amalgamated my business operations from Vancouver into Shoreline. And as we continued to grow, we had more clinicians who were interested in utilizing that office space in Vancouver to start to build a little bit of a practice out there. And so it worked It worked okay. We had, you know, basically what we could promise them was a day a week of office space and that we were doing our best to, like, get the ball rolling. Yeah, I remember clients. people saying it was really lonely out there. Whenever yeah. they talk about it, it was like, oh, I just go in. I'm all on my own. Yeah. It's lonely. I don't like it as much as when totally. I'm here. Totally. And that was the biggest downside of it was that, like, in Langley, it was this, like, hub of activity. There was always four, five, six, seven clinicians working out there, plus the front desk, that you you never felt that. Mm-hmm. And in Vancouver, you, it was very stark, the difference between being on in this hub of activity and just working alone. And so as the numbers of our clinicians who are interested in Vancouver increased— we started talking about the possibility of just expanding into like a two or three office space mm-hmm. so we could offer some of that community, buzz, community. vibe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, an opportunity came up in the building that we were working in at the time. And, you know, I said to Laura, you better come out, check it out. Let's see if we can get into the unit and just sort of see if this yeah. is kind of the vibe we're looking for. So I did the long, dark drive to Vancouver one evening, and I remember these very helpful cleaners yeah. opening the door for us. Yeah. I mean, what I remember is that we walked into the hallway of the building and you said, it smells like dead people in here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was sort of then that I realized that we were probably not signing another lease in this location. And that is when the hunt for our new Vancouver space began. As many of you who have been in practice for a while may have experienced, COVID was an enormous burst in our numbers at our Langley location. We had more incoming calls than we could fit into office hours. Yeah, it felt like a tsunami of clients, you know, sort of from like September of 2020, you know, and and truthfully hasn't really let up so much yet. And so we did what we could in Langley. We hired more clinicians, we expanded people's hours, and still there was more than we could hold. And so it started to make a lot of sense that we should consider a significant expansion or a second location. Yeah. And we had all these people in Vancouver who were working, you know, a day here, a day there, half a day, whatever, who wanted to be there. And so it made sense to us that like, oh, you know, given how Things are blowing up everywhere in terms of of these practices with so many, you know, the destigmatization of mental health Mm -hmm. and all of these things that were unfolding in the wake of COVID. It made a lot of sense to us that like, oh, now might be the time to like really make a break into this market. Felt like a golden opportunity. I remember our business coach being like, you got to do this now. You have to do this tomorrow. Like now is the time to get in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, our feeling was like, yeah, we know how to do this. Mm -hmm. We've done this before. Right. And, you know, we had a lot of success. So, like, let's just use the recipe that we know. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, let's just do this again. Yeah. And we literally did. We we have a a Vancouver office that is like a baby <laughs> to the yeah. Langley we office. call it, it looks, Baby Shoreline. It looks the same. We use the same, you know, flooring, paint colors, design. So we really to the T. We're like, let's do what we know. Let's do what worked. Yeah. If it worked once, why wouldn't it work twice? And doesn't it make good sense if you're overflowing with business to send that overflow? into a new space. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the thing we did do a bit differently, we rented a space instead of purchased one, you know, Mm -hmm. as we talk about in an earlier episode, our building was not as expansive. It wasn't needed as much, you know, and and finding the right space was also a bit of a journey. Mm -hmm. We hired a broker, commercial real estate broker, and, you know, he was great. and, And we, him and I toured a number of spaces together. And, you know, when I walked into the current space that we have, I remember FaceTiming you and being mm-hmm. like, I have that feeling again. Like, uh-huh. this is this is the space. Yes. You yeah. Know? I remember seeing it having the same, okay, this is like goosebumpy almost. This yeah. feeling once again is in my system that this is going to be our yeah. office. Yeah. And we're like doing it again. Yeah. And we got the reno done relatively quickly. And, you know, it was a real community effort to like get this place set up. We mm-hmm. like pulled on a lot of our like extra furniture. We like pulled on a lot of our manpower. We had our clinicians and their partners hanging pictures and yeah. hanging hooks yeah. and building desks. And it was a really lovely experience, like getting the whole place yeah. set up. It felt, you know, the first time we did it, it was us. You know, we had these clinicians in the wings who were coming with us, but they weren't really invested yet. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah, And here it was like we were watching all of these people who this mattered a lot to yeah. alongside us come and help us set this thing up. Right. It was like, let us help you grow the practice near your house that you're longing for. And so people were really excited and invested. It was a really fun season getting that place up and running. And, you know, our thought was like, we have such a good reputation where we are. We're so big where we are that like this progression just makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember feeling some nervousness. You and I were often um, having these discussions about well, okay, I have a lot of money anxiety. Let me just put that out there. (laughs) I really like to budget. I have, now Steph is an even better budgeter than I am, but I'm proud to say that I inspired the budgeting movement. (laughs) And so when I was tracking our finances as best as I could, I was seeing that we're we're doing well in Langley. You know, we're okay, we're paying our bills, but I remember having this anxiety about tightening those margins. Like, Mm is this, we just got comfortable, was the feeling. We just got comfortable. We're established. We've got a good stream of clients coming in. Like, why stretch the fabric of our business? And then, you know, the other part of me that often needs some prodding to be courageous was like, okay, but this is an amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. I mean, and I think that, you know, a part of it was in our earliest discussions about this practice, you know, this idea of a Vancouver office was always kind of in our conversations. Yeah. I lived there. Right. Laura lives 10 minutes from our Langley location. Yeah. I lived in Vancouver. And it just made the most sense that, like, there would be a progression when it seemed like the right time to do it. And for all intents and purposes, it seemed like the right time to kind of catch this wave amidst COVID and launch this new location. And so... November of 2020. 
one. One. Yes. We opened the doors of that new location. Yeah. In Vancouver. And there, there was a lot of buzz around it. Clients, yeah. clinicians. Yeah. People, people were excited. People were excited. Some had a couple local clients or they moved their online practices out that way and used that to start to build their new practices in that area. Yeah. It seemed like it was going really well at first when we opened. Well, there was a lot of energy around it. The clinicians were excited. You know, the clients that we already had in the fold were excited. And then, you know, the first month was real quiet. Yeah. And then it was December and it was like what we assumed December's always slow. to be somewhat normally quiet. Right. Yeah. And then it just stayed quiet. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Like the wrong kind of quiet. Yeah. yeah. Like a quiet that we just were not familiar with from our experience in Langley, that all of these thoughts that we had about you know, what I had thought truly was that our reputation out there was so good that there would be some like referral carryover. And I think the thing that we started to realize relatively quickly was that Fort Langley is just too far from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That our, To leverage the busyness there. That's right. I mean, yeah. the majority of our clients that come from Fort Langley come kind of like from Surrey and east of us. We don't get a lot of like Burnaby, even really Coquitlam people in our Fort Langley office as much. And so, you know, the people who are even further east of us in Fort Langley, they're just, nobody's going to Vancouver. Yeah, well, and it's hard to know how slow is too slow for a new business. You know, you and I were playing our typical roles where I'm stressed about money and you're like, it's going to be okay. This is how business goes, which is exactly the conversation we had when we started Langley. There were also months of like, I'm freaking out and you're reassuring me it's all going to be okay. And it was. Yes. But the difference, I think, was that we, what we didn't account for was that we were very established in Langley already. Right. Our old practice was there. We, you and I had full practices. And what we knew from all of our projections when we bought and opened that location was that if all else failed, you and I could keep this place operating ourselves. On our clinical loads alone. On our clinical loads alone. And so everything else was just like, kind of a bonus or, you know, the kind of growth we had been hoping for when we started a business. Yes. In Vancouver, you know, I had a full day, a week of clients and that was sort of it. Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing different types of clients in both locations and we're just not getting the referrals from the people that know us and trust us. It's just was too far away. Right. And if you're not familiar with BC, Vancouver is quite a busy metropolitan area. And so we were making real marketing efforts, marketing efforts that had been successful for us in Langley, which is a large city, but not quite as large as Vancouver. And I remember learning from our SEO team that the cost to have the same impact was about tenfold in Vancouver. Yeah. That the market, as he described it, was more saturated and more sophisticated than this sort of smaller community of Fort Langley, about 45 minutes away from the city. And you know, the truth is, is that was quite a shocking revelation for us. Yeah. Something that we probably should have investigated right. prior to opening there. Right. Yeah. I think about, I'm trying to think of how to say this, but it's the tendency to predict what worked last time will work this time. You yeah. know, like we were a little lost in what we knew. We yeah. were tending to project the schema that we knew onto what was coming for good reason. And, and a lot of people around us, a lot of our best supporters were like, you all, something you're doing is really working. Do more of it. Yeah. You know, it made good sense. Looking back, though, if I could slow us down, 
or look at it differently, I think I would be asking some different questions about expanding into Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, I think so too now, for sure. You know, just knowing what we know about the market, it's like information that we should have probably sought out earlier. Right. Which is one thing I'd recommend to any of you looking at a new location that's not easily accessed from your first location is, you know, do your market research essentially about the community that you're moving into. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two ways that we've come to organize this. You know, it's like you're either opening like a satellite type of location, a second location for your current business that is like within throwing distance of Mm -hmm. your first location so that essentially it acts as a like expansion of your space, which is what we could really use in Langley because our space is really full and Vancouver is just too far. It is not within throwing distance. So, you know, that's kind of expansion sort of one is like, can we just open a satellite to our current location as a way of getting us more space? Expansion two is the thing that we did, which essentially it was the building of a new business. And we just didn't flew into that. Yeah, We didn't realize that to open counseling practice in a different city required us to start at the beginning and launch this as though it was a new business. Yeah. Yeah. We launched it as an extension of our successful business, and it just wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't account for how much our reputation in Langley was part of our quick growth out there. Yeah. Another big lesson for me, I used to have this, and maybe I think this is probably quite common, I just thought that the more you grow a business, at some point you hit some kind of elusive sweet spot. It's like, okay, we're making this much profit with our current office. If we get bigger, we'll make more profit. That was sort of my mentality around growth. Like bigger is better, essentially. And as we were in the thick of, you know, figuring out how we were going to make our our books balance out with Vancouver growing slower than expected, I remember listening to someone talking about business growth and I found it so reassuring. And they were talking about private practices. They said something like, at every stage, the costs are going to be nearly equal to the profit. Mm-hmm. It's hard at every stage to mm-hmm. turn a profit. That's just how it is. If there was some kind of magical sweet spot, everybody will find it, and then costs will shift to compensate for that quite quickly. Right. And it was almost a relief to me totally. to think that, to realize that it's always hard. And so rather than imagining bigger is better, bigger is going to be more profitable, to shift to asking ourselves, what's the size of business that we want to run? Right. Knowing it's going to be hard at any stage right. to make a profit. Right. What size do we want to run and why? Right. It, it forced us into a big, bigger conversation around the reframing of what it means to grow. Mm-hmm. And like, is our more offices the answer to, to growth for us um, or not? And that's a conversation that we continue to have. In some ways, it's the conversation that brought us here to this podcast. Yes. You know, as we're finding ways to grow that align with how we want to like live our lives and the way we want to invest our time and effort and energy into the business. Yeah. And I don't, it's, Vancouver is hard. It's hard. And running a business is hard. And so no regrets necessarily. It's just this, for me, almost relief of knowing that's normal. Yeah. It's actually supposed to feel that way. There's no escaping uh, the challenges of turning a profit in this sector of business. So this idea that it's supposed to feel different or look different, you know, just letting that go has been very helpful as we've sort of dug our heels in and thought, okay, how are we going to get creative here? Like now that we're seeing the reality of what it's going to 
look like to grow out here? How can we creatively do that? Right. Uh, and so we've made some we shifts. Pivoted. We yeah. had to pivot. And, yep. you know, as our client kind of load continues to grow out in Vancouver, we uh, took the step of renting out off uh, a number of our offices in the days and times that our shoreline clinicians aren't there uh, as a way of just increasing our monthly revenue. Yeah. You know, and it's not my favorite thing. I work out of there a couple of days a week and I don't like it. Yeah. It feels intrusive and it feels like there's like strangers in our space. It's not our community only it's, like it is that's in Langley. Right. That's yeah. right. And I think, um, you know, it leads to a whole other slew of challenges in terms of kind of landlording for other clinicians and and meeting the needs of those people. However, it's made it feasible enough for us to continue to let this thing unfold and grow. Yeah. Organically. Yeah, exactly. I think the other thing I think about in making the decision to expand or open a second location is to just have like a real honest look at your budget, at your finances. Like, right. is there enough excess profit each month to cover the costs of the expansion? And if so, great. You know, you're well set up for that. And just like do the emotional check with yourself around how will it be to say goodbye to this profit for the next right. one to three years? Right. Get reality check, it's not going to grow quickly or turn a profit quickly. So add the number up, whatever the cost is, times one to three years, and just confront it. Like, can I stomach this? Yeah. Can I be comfortable with this cost? Is it worth why I want to run a business this size? That's right. I mean, like any time that we like grow or stretch, you know, there's a cost yes. associated with it. And when you commit to opening a second location, you are committing those profits or as Laura says, one to three years to keep the thing afloat and to get it running. Yeah. So when I look back on this whole experience over the last two years, opening this office in Vancouver, you know, the thing that that just stands out to me the most, my greatest takeaway is that we went into this thinking that we were expanding the current business that we had. Yeah. And the thing that we actually were doing was starting a new business in a new market. Right. And because we thought we were doing one thing, but we're in fact doing the other, we missed a lot of things. Yeah. We missed a lot of pieces, what they in the business world call market research. <laughs> 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 totally eluded us. So, you know, I, I, you know, I think about the possibility of us doing this again at some point in the future, uh -huh. opening, an <laughs> opening another location. Here's me with the ideas and Laura with the sort of still face. Practical grin. anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when I think about it, it feels just like, oh, I know for us, we have just like a much clearer sense of what's what and will be probably more capable of being congruent in like understanding what it is that we are actually doing yeah. and then actually doing that. I think that's very helpful to delineate the two options that way. I think uh, one of my biggest takeaways is it's, I'm, I believe it's human nature to predict based on what's familiar, to anticipate what's known, repeating itself. And so I didn't see or anticipate many things because I imagined that things would play out in a similar way as mm -hmm. they did with opening the Langley office. And I think about, uh, for any of you who have read the Narnia books, there's this one scene in, I think it's Prince Caspian, where every, there's this big battle raging. And in the first book in the series, when, the, when there's a big battle raging, uh, the 
sort of hero character called Aslan, who's a lion, comes roaring in and saves the day. And so this big battle is waging and he's not showing up and everyone has predicted he'll do it again. If we just take on the battle, live by our ethics, face what we have to face, do the right thing, he will show up for us just like he did last time. And he doesn't. And people are demoralized and devastated by it. And then this other little girl, her name is Lucy, she wanders into the forest and she finds him there, Aslan. And she says, why did you not come roaring in and save the day like last time? And he says to her, things never happen the same way twice, dear one. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to A Not-So-Private Practice. Please be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and throw down a review if you are enjoying the show, as it helps other listeners find us. In real life, you can find Laura and Steph at www.anotsoprivatepractice.ca. A special thanks and shout out to Podfather Creative for producing and editing this episode. 